On this episode of the Telerotor RC Podcast, we get a weather lesson from Shaggy. Fought through hail, we fought through grap- grapple, strong winds, and fluctuating temperatures of 15 degrees. So, what's grapple? And we got it. Grapple. It's a, uh, it's a form of snow. It's like a pellet-sized snow. And guess what? We're not the only ones that Cliff has this effect on. I know you guys won't believe this. I drive her crazy. So she needs a place <laughs> to go and get away. <laughs> And Apollo decides to change careers. I helped Shaggy make questionable financial decisions. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, enough of the regular intro stuff. Take a listen to these clips and see if you can guess what this episode is really about. This is also known as the Big Dick Energy I Have Money section. Bend, bend over the table. Here she comes. Um, <sighs> bless their souls. They decided to include every name in that model. <laughs> Three. Dude, that's no electronics. Nothing. No blades. Dude. Good Lord. I doubt you guessed it, but this is our 2022 version of our 700 RC helicopter comparison show. All right, guys. Enjoy this one. It's fun. Hello and welcome to Telerotor RC. This is episode 48, 700 Comparison 2022 edition. This is Robert Monty and with me is Michael Shaggy Parker. What's up, people? Mike DiPaolo. Rich Sowers. Hey, guys. What's up? And Cliff Lewis. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what we were expecting. Well, it's good enough. We might have, we might have made it grumpy. Oh yes. <laughs> okay, so what's we've done since the last episode, other than attending an event? We attended an event. Uh, we didn't attend an event. I just have that there. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I'm gonna mute Shaggy and just talk over top of him. <laughs> we didn't do an event. <sighs> At least I didn't. Shaggy, shut the f*** up for a second. Gladly. Okay, what we have done since the last episode. Uh, myself, what has I done? I have graduated school. Congratulations. Thanks. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks, and <laughs> I finally got an email this week saying that, you know, they're going to confer upon me my bachelor's degree after they've done all their review. That's cool. Yeah, it's been so long, I'm already looking at my master's degree, <laughs> going after my master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take very long. Yeah, I know. I'm so, not looking forward to it. What are you going to be now that you've grown up? Um. Well, I would say Toys R Us kid, but that company's bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> um, that boat sailed. Yep. Uh, so otherwise, uh, I put the last bits on my 520, and I'll probably go do a small hop with that, make sure she's ready to go for the fun fly coming up this weekend, which by the time this episode is out, will be after that fun fly. So I had a great time. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, 
Uh, yeah, uh, I did some travel. It was nice. I finally got in an airplane for the first time since 2013, but it was nothing heli-related. Um, I finally figured out why my friends call it Nash Vegas. Nashville is freaking a party every night of the week. Mm. <laughs> so, um, that's all I got. Who wants to go next? Shaggy's next on the Go ahead, list. Shagster. Hang on, I'm eating a chip. Hey, you gotta you gotta figure out the female the uh, Shaggies. What's the female version of Shaggy? Oh yeah, Shaggy. Uh, while we're waiting on Shaggy, <laughs> I showed his picture that he shared with us of his license to my coworkers. Yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, that looks like Shaggy." Are you serious? <laughs> I really am. Well, I'll have to show you the new one because uh, no, <laughs> I got a new picture. So that's good. Uh, yeah, it's been since twenty long time ago. Uh, it's five 2014. years. 2014. 2014? I thought it was five years, not ten. I said long time ago. 20 long time ago. 2014? Were you under the age of 18 in 2014? 19. Oh. So they would have... Did you still have a standing license instead of... A, did you still have portrait instead of landscape? So I got it... Uh, last year, I got it switched over to landscape, and they still use the same picture. Oh. Okay. The only reason why I, it was it was it was going to be good until 2029. The only reason why I got a new picture is because I got a motorcycle license. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I got my motorcycle license in the mail. I have it legit now. Um, <sighs> yes. Well, hang on. Um, I did fly the raw uh, since the last recording. I flew it last two weeks ago. And it was fun, a little rusty, but I'm really loving those Azure blades. Those Azures, they are probably my go-to blade now for a 700. I, I just, I, I, I love them. They're great. Great flying blades. Uh, let's see. I still didn't, didn't murder. Still didn't give what? me the cord width on those blades. They change. They fluctuate. It goes from wide to wider. I hear you. Keep going. So... Uh, Mike also told me to ride his Tanneray T7, and I didn't murder myself in that, which is awesome. And the following week, so this was last week, last Saturday, picked up a, uh, borrowed a trailer and picked up Mike, and we rode to, we drove over to Romney, West Virginia, to pick up a Kawasaki KLR650, and drove that back, or rode, or hauled it back. Uh, we fought through hail, we fought through gra- grapple, strong winds, and fluctuating temperatures of 15 degrees. So what's grapple? And we got it. Grapple. It's a uh, it's a form of snow. It's like a pellet sized snow. Hmm. It's in between like sleet, snow, and hail. You know, in between that. So it's still snow, that. but it's uh, it's, but it's like it's, it's 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 more dense than snow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I I am now part of the Motor Dick Clan. <sighs> Grapple is not spelled the way I thought it would be spelled. No, it's not. G-R-A-U-P-E-L. Okay. Yeah, you did cross over into the mountains going there, so I get it. Keep going. That is pretty much it. Um, oh, shit. There was one thing. I didn't write it down. Oh, um, on my way to West Virginia, I also got an email from, or a text message from Mike Unger uh, asking me to also do the... Uh, uh, the daily reports for Nats. Great. 
And so that I'll be, I'll be doing that too. And I got an email. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, it's stressful. Yes. Well, that job, that part pays. Yeah. So, will I have to add that to my taxes? Yes. Yes. Ah. Uh, anyway, so that is pretty much it. Uh, I am excited to actually get tags for my bike and actually start riding it to events. And I am definitely hauling at the Hercha. I got my golf cart. Go. I'm done. Yeah, let it go, Cliff. You want to go, go? Go ahead. Have at it, man. I haven't done much. Me either. Um, <laughs> well, I guess a couple of weeks ago, I did go down to Jimmy's and meet those guys. Um, a bunch of guys went down there. Um, didn't fly. Just went down and talked to the guys and stuff. There Turns out those guys were only like 18 minutes from my house. I didn't even know it. <laughs> so, it's like, okay. Um yeah, it was a little, little. It was that was cool. Met some new guys to go fly with around here. That's pretty cool, um, dude. Yeah, it's like good guys too. They're good guys. Yeah, good guys. So, um, I did sell some stuff. I think we'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I think we'll see. I did sell some stuff. Wow, way to create fear. Way to create uncertainty and doubt. Yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, um, but I did get some new stuff, man. I got the new SE. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to seeing that. It is here. I'm not sure I'm going to have it done before. You got a Synergy E7 SE? Nice. I have one, too. Yeah, okay. Um, That would be a Diablo. Diabolo. The Diabolo. And I tell you what, man, it is very different than the than the last year's version. So yeah. I think I already mentioned that, or maybe I just mentioned it to you guys, but there, it, there's a lot of parts in this one that are different than than what just last year's model. Well, let's keep that for the other part of this episode on on neat things and uh, and whatnot. Whatnot. Um, yep. Other than that, man, I haven't flown. I was going to go fly last weekend and didn't get a chance. Um, I've got parts coming to fix my trailer for my little truck incident coming back from Mo or coming back from uh the chill, chill out. Yeah. And I'm not sure they're gonna get here before I head out for spring fling because I got this little problem. I thought spring fling was the last weekend of the month and it turns out it's not. So I took a week vacation the last week of the month. Yeah, it didn't work out so good for me. So Yeah, get wrecked. Um dude, so if I go, if I get to go, because there's some stuff going on at work um, I won't be getting up there till late Thursday night, um, at the earliest. I so hope we'll you see. can make it. By the time by the time this episode is published, spring fling will likely be over. But as the weather forecast sits now, Thursday and Friday's weather looks like it kind of sucks. Really? So you, yeah. So it'd be best if you get up there like Friday night. That would be awesome because then Saturday and Sunday's weather looks really good right now. Well, that's cool. I'm yeah, yeah. Just know, drive we'll that. See. Just drive that trailer to work and leave straight from work. Well, I'm planning on leaving doing that Thursday. Whatever. Well, that's my own fault because I didn't actually check the date. I just thought it was the last weekend of the month and took that week off. And it's then Joe Reyes's fault. Damn you, Joe Reyes. Yeah. No, man. Joe Reyes is my my ninja. No damning <laughs> of our ninja. It's all good. It's my fault. My my boss is really good about giving me time off, but. This is just one of those things where there was some stuff already going on, and I'd already put in for vacation. So, um, it just it's just what it is. Um, 
but I'm planning on being there late Thursday night. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, other than that, um, I'm going to nothing go. else. Keep going. All right, Cliff, go. <laughs> I have done very little flying. Um, as always, springtime always gets really, really busy as far as work and it's just everything, just life in general. Um, <clears throat> Kathy got a she shed because she needed a place to go because apparently, <laughs> I know you guys won't believe this, I drive her crazy. So she needs a place <laughs> to go and get away. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyhow, oh. hey, she, hey, Cliff, I, I got a she shed for you to build so I can get away from you. <laughs> <laughs> so she went and bought this, you know, just a regular building, one of those that they dragged down the road, you know, and set it there. But she got it with nothing. I mean, it had the doors, but that was it. And uh, I've had to frame up windows. She has five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine windows I had to frame up and Holy set in crap. there. We've got wow. to put insulation in. We've run electric. Got to do all the walls, all the uh, ceiling, all the everything to make it pretty inside. So that's taken a lot of my free time up right now. And of course, you know, I'm trying to get ready for spring fling. I have not unwinterized the camper yet. I need to get over there and do that and get the refrigerator cooling stuff off because we do need a place to keep our beverages cold, you know? So we got to get that going. Beverages, people um, yeah. you've murdered, same thing. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Other than that, that really is about it um, for me for this time. Nice. Mm. Uh, yeah. It just reminded me. I actually ordered some parts for DePaulo and I. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, ordered some parts for DePaulo and I. I still need to put my old head back together, and we tested, and we figured out that my rotor block was something was wrong with the rotor block I had. So it's good to find that out. On the on the wraith, no, I set it aside. I I opened my second kit, built that rotor head during during na- uh, nationals, and then I set that second one to the side, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to replace on it, and it's still just, just kind of sitting there. And then DePaulo, after his crash at um chill out which was unplanned and was not a dumb thumb um <laughs> uh he got his model back together but it still had a shake and he's like i don't know what it is he's like it's either the main shaft or the rotor block so i brought over that head and said you know it's another head it's unknown but it's another head um, sadly, Shanghai is in full-on lockdown for more COVID, and that is impacting XL power. Yeah, I, you know what? And I guess that kind of it's breaks... impacting everybody. Yeah, and I think that kind of breaks right into uh, RC Heli News and, and Heli Event coverage. There's no Heli Event coverage. Heli News, uh, I guess uh, pre-orders are... I don't know if it's pre-orders anymore for the SAB Puma, or for the just orders now. I'm not sure. <laughs> There's still pre-orders right now. Still pre-orders, okay. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, XL Power Nimbus 550 orders are being taken. Um, I, I hear there's a delay, though. However, because yeah, COVID. My bias is if you say anything against. Well, the then box. you guys should just order the Piumas because they're actually here. They just can't send them out yet. Well, you know the fun thing is uh, <laughs> we'll hold the we'll hold the news for later, but we're going to get into it this episode. <laughs> Okay, things I've done since last time. I helped Shaggy make questionable financial decisions. <laughs> yep. 
Let's see. And then the other nonsense thing that happened was uh, chasing a wiggle on the Spectre. Oh, yeah. After some things happened at our CHO. I'm still salty about. And then something else happened. Just it's a, also annoying. Just a pitch. Slightly delayed me being stupid with it. Mm. Yeah. Just a pinch of salt. <laughs> just just a pinch. Just I'll get over it because it's cheap as shit to have things go wrong with. Um, that moves us into listener questions and feedback. Dun, dun, dun. First up is an email from Javier. <laughs> and um, so we're a little later recorded this month than we usually do. But yeah, he sent an email back on April 1st. Um, he said, hey, guys, we are kind of back. Uh, you could say we never left, but we took a hi- hiatus because we had some issues matching schedules and finding time to edit, but we found someone who was going to help us edit. We released one of our backlog episodes. Soon we should be releasing the rest and then continue to record, even, it t- even if it takes us longer to release between episodes, <laughs> but hopefully consistently this time. So just a quick note about that. <laughs> um, he said, listening to the latest V-Bar episode, which was really cool, I didn't know about the tail acceleration, had not noticed, but it might be what I need to play around with next. Whenever I come out of my current flying hiatus, that is. So, good to hear from you, uh, Javier. I know since we recorded this episode, I've heard uh, two episodes. One of them was uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Um, it was it was good to hear from Mitch Morosis, and uh, I think another one was one of your past episodes. But no, it's good to hear you guys back. Uh, next up, Discord. So Eric said, Eric said, just listening to the charging episode, I think speaking about power supply voltage, you could explain things simpler. Heats generated by current, buck converters, yes, this is important, but from user point of view, it's simpler than that. Every charger has a max input current in its spec, and that is one of the most important parameters of the charger, together with the output power, output current, output S. I don't know what output S is. And input voltage. It tells the charger is not going to get any higher, get any current higher than max input current from the power supply. For example, an ISDT Q8 can output 500 watts if you charge an 8S pack. If you charge an 8S pack, however, its max input current is 20 amps, so it will never pull more than that from the power supply. What it means is, if you connect it to a 12 volt power supply, it will never take more than 240 watts from the power supply because Power equals current times voltage, and considering the charge will eat 5% of the power and output remaining 95%, it will only output max less than 220 watts, and this is the reason why connecting a 12-volt power supply to this charger doesn't make any sense. You downgrade a 500-watt charger to 220 watts. Bottom line is remember that P equals I times U. Power equals current times voltage. And consider all charger limits, that is input voltage range, max charging Max charging or voltage, max charging power, max charging current, max input current. Yes, that's my response to that. <laughs> he then went on further right. By the way, if you inspect most chargers, you will find out that the charger inputs currents are similar to charger output currents. It just doesn't make sense to make a beefy charger accepting 60 amp input just to output 30 amp. Typically, the currents are comparable, like 35 amps input and 30 amps output, which is a reason why, which is a reason to draw a simple conclusion. If you're going to charge 24 volt packs, get a 24 volt or higher power supply. That is a good point. Um, 24 volts is easy to get a hold of power supplies and everything else wise, and it also fits well with 6s batteries, 7 and 8s batteries. 
you can go higher in voltage and power supply, it's going to yeah, be worth it. Some things have changed. You keep the, man. You'll keep the, uh, you keep the heat down. Um, Steve wrote, Telerotor, I'm trying to remember if you're planning to include the Spectrum flight controller in your Flybars review. I just bought one so I can use my GPS sensor with it, get my ground speed again. Once I get bored with it, I'll probably put my brain two back on the heli and sell this one unless I really like it. Hmm. And then he said, I was on the road today listening to episode 43 and you had Spectrum on your FBL list. I wrote, yes, it's going to be tested. He said, sound good. I'm patiently waiting. And then he's posted up, my wiring is atrocious. However, I accomplished my goal of getting GPS speed, hobbywing telemetry, and G-force telemetry to the Spectrum FBL because why not? Steve, uh, love to hear. Just send us some pictures or show us how the telemetry is working. Love to hear more on the telemetry side of it. Um, that was Discord. Yeah, you know, I'm. Hang on a second there. You know, uh, there's a uh, well. You know, Sean at our field, he's using Spectrum stuff again on these planes and stuff now. Yeah, and he has the full telemetry. He's got the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. Actually, you don't have to buy anything extra if you use the avian speed controls either. It just it just works, and it's really neat. Um, it it tells you. Like everything, it'll tell you all your battery voltages, how much you used, how much you want, when to land, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it tells you your altitude, your airspeed. I think the airspeed actually, I think, is a different sensor too. But it's 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 pretty cool. So Eric Bonfig shared with us the Vistabi website that um, that DePaulo and I used when we were uh, had to answer some questions about VBAR while we were testing and flying it back during that review. And he get, he sent that over to Cliff, and then he answered that. Um, he says he runs VBAR Gov, but Gov tuning would be a little different if he's not using it. Um, he said he wasn't sure how precomps would act if using an external Gov. Um, it would depend upon the speed control. Uh, in that question, if, if it would just depend upon the speed control and whether or not it was watching for a throttle signal that bounces high enough. Otherwise, the pre-comps wouldn't do anything. Mm, that's how I'd answer that question. Yeah, because he says he runs VBAR Gov and it has pre-comps. And the way the pre-comps work would be to output a different throttle signal. But if it was an external Gov, it'd probably ignore it. Unless it was something like Contronic, which is paying attention to every throttle input so you would do a straight line for it but you know like a straight line of 30 is different than a straight line of 31 unlike some guys used to fly castle remember we used to do like 30 70 100 um a v-bar or v-bar a v-bar a v-bar pre-comp and castle wouldn't notice that castle would just keep going because it wouldn't care if the signal was 30 or 35 it'd have to go all the way to 70 before it did anything about it from pre-comp um, Eric said he was glad that Cliff gave his perspective. He thinks we have a lot of bias. Yeah, we probably do. <laughs> probably do. Um, uh, my, my bias is more of everyone keeps trying to tell me how perfect it is. Sorry, I've owned it. Nothing's perfect. Yeah, the confirmation bias because they spent money on it is is real. Um, it's hard on anything, but you know, I would say for most of us, if you don't hear us uh, trashing a product and we're absolutely dead silent, dead silent about it, that's probably a good sign that we're um, not enjoying it. But we can't say anything, or we don't want to. 
He is interested in what uh, the te- the setup results are for oh, uh, for Cliff's daughter. <laughs> I don't know if you've done that with her yet. I, I didn't do it yet. Um, yeah, uh, I haven't done it yet. Madison hasn't done it yet. I guess. No. Oh, I guess you got a piuma to test with. <laughs> oh, you're breaking up real bad. You might be getting into a bad area. <laughs> she, she's got her own 580 in Tron that she can test with. Okay, last one you had in here. Uh, I was like mini default felt good, but I saw things I didn't like, and I was at a tail wag when I'd passed through mid-stick. I still have that one at least on one model, and I've talked with Kyle Dahl about it, but I never messed with it again. But I encourage you to try that guide for one bank from default values. I remember you said you increased, I think it was the eye gain on your tail. Try putting it back and try the guide to see if it helps. For me, it was a huge difference. I felt way more connected. Yeah, that guide, uh, as Eric is talking about, that guide on the Vistabi website is gold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and definitely, you know, because it'll run you through the settings, but beyond that, it'll also run you through which settings you should touch first, which is a good thing to go for. That's all his feedback. The picture's a lot of order, so it's going to be a little disjointed. I hope it sounds better in final edit. <laughs> main topic. It's the main topic. Let's get this started. 700 Heli Comparison 2022 Edition. So, since we did this in 2019, 2019. (laughs) 20,000. Allergy drugs for the win. Oh, man. Uh, what kind of drugs are you on? Let's see. We got cocaine. We got marijuana. No, it's just Allegra D and 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 uh, uh, amphetamines. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the list of manufacturers has decreased from what was easily available in the USA. Uh, this time, I added some other helicopters. We filled out this list a little more. So there's 27 total helicopters that can be purchased right now: six nitros, 14 electrics, and six F3C helicopters. KDS and Synergy are not on the list. Uh, KDS is not easily available, and buying from overseas costs a fortune in shipping. For example, I went and found a main shaft, uh, and it was $8, but the shipping was going to be $18, and it was a two-week oh, lead time. <laughs> um, also missing from the list at the time of this recording is the uh, the new uh, minicopter Diabolo SE, uh, due to parts cost not being published uh, end-to-end. So there's a bit of change in landing gear and a few other parts, and the costs aren't out for that yet. So um, it's in the figure spreadsheet, but I don't have totals, so it's not ranked. But it'll be there as we get the information on, on some of these models. We'll fill it out. Uh, what is being compared? Uh, the kit cost, what the cost of the kit is, the crash parts cost. Um, same list of crash parts for each heli was researched and cost calculated. For helis that give uh, two parts in a bag, the cost for that part was divided in two. That way the cost is compar- comparable because uh, not every manufacturer puts, you know, two feathering spindles I- I- in, a, in, a, in a parts bag. Um, some only do one, some do two, uh, some do three. Uh, our crash our crash parts list is the uh, feathering spindle, head axle, the main shaft, landing gear, including struts and skids, boom, torque tube, ends and miscellaneous bits, bearings, the bearing holders, uh, belt, front transmission gears for torque tube models, the vertical fin, boom supports to include ends if the kit has them, 
And one mainframe side or a quarter frame for helis with four-piece mainframes. And that quarter frame is um, one of the lower side frames. So, you know, you have your two lowers and your two uppers. I went for the mm -hmm. price of one of the lowers. Um, <clears throat> how we rank the helis in this review. So, uh, uh, from 2019 to now, uh, kits that come with blades. We subtracted $60. Basically like a used cost for a set of blades. 50 for the mains and 10 for the tails for a total of 60 So every kit that comes with blades, we did it 60 bucks. Um, it's unclear, you know, how much the cost actually is that's, uh, the, 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 the kit is being increased to include blades. So, one figure for them all. <laughs> um... <clears throat> For the Align kit that comes with the motor, $150 was subtracted from that kit cost. Uh, that price was determined by uh, Helifreak for sale listings of uh, that motor selling. Hmm. Um, that way, we're comparing these kits as close as possible with each other. Um, yeah, because also that Align kit's not a super combo. That is basically an airframe with the motor. Um, <clears throat> and pretty much an average price of what that motor sells for. Yeah, as I poked around, I was finding used motors selling for like 125 and I saw some people listing motors for 175 They weren't selling yet, so I chose $150. Um, I think that's fair. And that sounds fair enough. Yeah, yeah. that's, prob that's, that's probably enough. what I'd list it as, at if I uh, personally was selling that motor. I think I'd get it sold and be happy with my you know, money. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not waiting for peak dollar. Um, so, Next up, the ranking is mathematical based on the kit cost and crash cost. Um, and I'll say when I say kit cost from from now forward, that's a that's a kit cost minus those ex the extras that like blades in a motor. Uh, the nitro list, electric list, and the F3C list are sh are sorted separately of each other. I don't have you know the F3C helis worked in with uh, the electrics. F3C, <laughs> F3C costs as we get into them are are insane, uh, <laughs> and I'll talk about it when we get there. It was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was a little eye-opening. <laughs> it's kind of one of the reasons a lot of guys don't see me flying with a fuselage, because an uh-oh can be costly. <laughs> the lists are sorted by uh, uh, total cost and by the average ranking, uh, with the uh, most expensive model at the top of the list and the least expensive model at the bottom. Um, and I changed my verbiage from last time because I don't think least expensive is cheap. Um, you know, the, you'll be surprised what hits the list in the different areas. Yeah. Um, the most expensive kit is given a rank of one and the second most expensive uh, a rank of two. In order to account for kits that have the same cost, the second sorting uh, the second sorting was using crash parts cost was done. So, you know, uh, for those familiar spreadsheets, you can, you know, sort by one column and then sort by the other column. Um, that way, uh, I can basically untie those who have similar costs on... on uh, Kit prices. I think one of them is like eight hundred and forty-nine dollars was a tie, and like eight ninety-nine. There was actually very few tied kits this year. Yeah. So overall, helis that are expensive to buy and have expensive parts are at the top of the list, and helis that are low cost to buy and crash are towards the bottom. Uh, other figures we collected but are not part of the ranking. The year the heli was released. Um, yeah, there's, there's some old helis in here and there's recent helis in here. I mean, we got stuff listed in here that as of time of this recording, people haven't seen in public, but have been on YouTube videos. <laughs> I mean, dude, like the two oldest that I'm looking at right now is Gowie X7 and JR Forza. 
Those are probably the oldest ones. They are pretty old. Um, yeah. And and we'll throw in some more key things when we get to those models. <clears throat> also, we recorded whether the heli includes blades or not, and the size included with the kit. Uh, the battery compartment width. Uh, this matters if you want to do a non-standard battery config. For example, 8S on a 12S heli. You know, how much battery can I shove in there? <laughs> um, though, the, the it's battery compartment width, and manufacturers are really light on this data. So, we've collected widths in the past on some stuff. I asked around some people. But, uh, if you're thinking about this, you might want to research uh, height and width and depth um, for this. Not only for not only for ADA setups, but 15 se- 15S setups. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I know when I checked on the uh, Ukure, or Ukure, blah, 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 yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, Gucci sent me both measurements. Uh, Goblin is actually one of the few who actually includes battery compartment dimensions in most of their manuals. Mm-hmm. Um Others we've collected through uh, personal one-on-one interactions. You know, there's right. there's there's guys out there uh, um, love to thank who helped who helped in in, in past years and and even this year in, in getting dimensions for stuff outside of you know this team itself and some of the helis we own. Um, oh, what's up in here? Battery compartment with uh, rotor head radius measurement from the center of the head to the center of the blade bolt. Uh, this really matters for disc loading estimates. Um, it's really surprising what you see in here. Uh, when we get to that model, I'll talk about some of the things that I find that are interesting, but there's, um, between this mix of 700 class helis, there's probably what 71 to, I think 105 millimeter radius is the range. So you're roughly Mm -hmm. 30, 30 millimeters of, of of difference in rotor head radius, right? Um, just from the head, just on just on the head, you know, before yeah. you start swinging blades. Um, but you also notice that uh, a lot of the models you'll see on the you know the fun fly pretty much hit in a really similar sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Um, next up is the max tail blade size. This matters if you're looking to build a new uh, to build a, a low head speed or a high head speed heli. Um. One of the things that I would say is kind of interesting overall is since we did this in 2019, a lot of the manufacturers have upped the tail speed ratio. Uh, Most everybody's at least at 4.7 and up to about 5.1. The KSC's like 6.9. I think think they got the memo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, last item on here of other figures, uh, max main blade size, um, just to disc loading you prefer, or kind of just what's possible with this heli. Um, you know, some of these 700s without conversion can swing up to 787. And some of these helicopters, I want to say, um, are limited down to, let me see. Um, some, one of these, one of these helicopters is actually, yeah, 690. <laughs> um, that is an interesting helicopter. When we get to it, I'll talk more about it. Uh, cause that KSE is actually a three blade. And strangely enough, SAB doesn't publish the max in their manual. Um, with that, 
I'm going to pitch it over to the guys to start actually going through the rankings. And the first up is the electric kits. And I will jump back on to talk about averages uh, once they finish up the electrics. The rankings? We're going to start this sucker off with the Diablo 700 Black Edition. Um, this total cost of this kit is 158806 Its kit cost rank is 1. Its crash parts cost rank is 5. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> rank most least, exp- or uh, sorry, rank most to least expensive. Uh, this kit ranks number one. So, um, I think somewhere in there, though, you got to factor in the time to take that thing apart and put the new stuff in it. Blow me. Yes. <laughs> Or it, whatever you, you want to what'd say. What'd you say? Nothing. You know the the interesting <laughs> thing is de- depending upon depending <laughs> upon your. Uh, I don't know. My motivation was way stronger than yours, Rich, to to swap out HC seven hundreds on my Diablo back in the day. <laughs> I, I well, got it I, done in a weekend. Yeah, me, me yeah, too. It's taken me like two months. Yeah, but, oh. you know it is. And I had two helicopters. Well, one one but, just one Diablo though to do. There is no. Um, factor in here for pain and he has to work on so if it was no, that also would be number one dude that would be a good one though <laughs> uh, it's sub it's subjective <laughs> it's totally subjective it is it's subjective we could that. we could design a test and you know and, and start yeah. like doing things to an airframe and say how long does it take to do this but there's too yeah. many variables in there well i actually did come up with a whole new way to change servos in that model that i'm taking the frame side off so we're 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 you know. freaking falling off the cliff of yes we yeah. just jumped all right all right and look and look who's the one that got us there it wasn't me this time <laughs> thanks cliff yeah okay yeah, who's who's, who's got the next one all right i i got it so next one is huh, some of you guys probably would remember this one the jr Forza uh 700 so total cost is one thousand four hundred nineteen dollars and ninety two cents its kit cost rank is number two its crash parts cost rank is number two. And yes, you guessed it. Its rank most to least expensive is number two. And I'm going to change that to overall. <laughs> That's a lot okay. of words for you all. It is a lot it of is. words. We'll get um, it by the fourth or fifth one. So uh, note here on the JR Forza. Um, so we happen to, uh, those of us in, in uh, Fredericksburg fly with uh, the head guy of JR who represents JR in the USA, um, the kit is back. So they're selling it. Mm-hmm. So this isn't this didn't come on the list because, you know, in 2019, she wasn't on the list. It's back on the list because it's for sale. They have it in stock. So oh, that's wow. crazy. Um, we do have friends who would love parts. So <laughs> yeah. um, does it have a fly bar? Never mind. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's old enough for one. <laughs> The, Glad up or all, or all out of fly bar in this list. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is the Goblin Kraken 700S at a cost of $1,341. It's kit cost number three, crash parts number one, which gives it an overall rank of number three. Uh, I guess I've got hey, the next one too. You've got the sure next one. The Goblin Raw KSE Edition at a cost of $1,305. Its rank, its its kit rank is four. Crash parts number seven. And overall is four. Well, that says something about its crash. It does. Oh. It really does. That's cool. 
Well, and do remember, the crash cost does not take into account for blades. If that model would suck. That's good point. That's a good point. She's a triple. Yeah. She's a triple blader, head and tail. Head and tail. Yeah, yep, that's gonna not that be yeah. good point. But as far as goblin parts go, she ain't bad. No, it ain't bad. No, not at all. No. Well, the next one is the not. Heavy as crap, made of plastic anymore, MSH Protos Max, the Evolution 700. <laughs> the comments, yeah. Oh, yeah. You knew I was going to throw mud after dealing with the pig for the entire Flybarless episode. I'm telling you, I, I never should have lent you that hell. Go ahead. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, you just, yeah. I mean, I love talking smack about that thing. Anyway, um, it's a hair over $1,100 that one 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 five. Uh reasonably inexpensive but not terrible just read the rank it's kit cost rank eight and uh if that's correct yeah yep <laughs> um parts cost kind of kind of spicy mm-hmm. it's number four and it uh, it sits right in the middle at uh, an overall ranking of five yeah, it's uh, it's fancy boom uh, hurts its crash parts. Oh yeah, that yeah. part. Uh, y'all wanted that carbon fiber fancy stuff, and uh, you can all pay for yeah, it. Yeah, that's not just it. that's just not a that's not a, just a round carbon boom. That's a four oh, no. carbon boom. It's, it's yeah. hand laid in the labs <laughs> of Italia it's got or that. Taiwan. Uh, well, no, it'd be China now. I'm betting. Yeah, it's Taiwan now, right? Yeah. No, that's yeah. China. It's mainland. Ma- oh, straight up Shenzhen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ra's in China. I bet he's manufacturing that in-house. I wouldn't doubt he does it anywhere else. All right, Cliff, remember, it's the teal-colored line this time. Gotcha. I got you on this one. The next one is the very popular Goblin Raw 700. At a cost of $1,103, its kit cost is number five. Crash parts is number eight, which is pretty decent. Overall, number six. It's in the middle. It's not bad. Next on the list is Miniature Aircraft's Whiplash 730E with a total cost of $1,092.23. Kit cost rank is 9. And its crash parts cost kicks its butt at 3. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, like the sodas at McDonald's, they lure you in there with a delicious burger and then bend you over the table at the cost of a $5 drink. <laughs> $5 hamburger, you mean. Well, never and, mind. and I will add, um, this, this, in this, this year in this review, I listed out the uh, source of prices for these kits. And so the miniature aircraft price is coming from uh, Heli Direct. So that's USA prices as you and I can order from them today. Well, that gives us a total rank overall of seven. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next we got the uh, Logo 700 with the Rotortech combo. Uh, it is a $1,050. Its kit cost rank is number six. Uh, crash parts rank is number 12. And overall rank is eight. So pretty cheap to crash. And I'll add yeah. with that kit, um, that Rotortech combo. So they they sell two combos. One's with Rotortech 690s. The other one's with Rotortech 710s. Cost is the same. So you get to choose which 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 Rotortech blade um, size you want when you buy it. Nice. You want you want light and floaty or not so light and floaty. However, it does show out of stock in Mikado USA. 
Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> so, the next one, the Synergy, I mean, Tron 7.0. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I have to do it. It's a joke now. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Uh, it is $1,048.93. The kit cost rank is number seven. The crash parts cost rank is 11. And overall rank is nine. And please send all letters to just Shaggy. <laughs> sure. Oh, hey, it runs It runs a belt. <laughs> oh, hey, look at that. It runs yeah. a belt. So. Not as smooth as Torque Tube, but, but, but. Getting better. I do miss I do miss torque tubes. <laughs> I don't. I do and I don't. Yeah, I I I miss the performance in an auto. I don't miss oh, the, yes. the the. the uh, uh, I can see it now. Troubleshooting Robert, all the issues. Robert bent over his uh, his workbench, weeping tears Many of. Times. I just love torque tubes so much as he slowly pries the ends off and tries to get the bearing seated just right. Oh, no. no you forgot that, all the that time. And the aero, the, the, aero the aero straightener. Oh, yeah, the aero yeah. straightener. Yeah. I still have it. Yeah, I still, I still have a synergy. I've got mine in the my. Thanks, Align, for making everyone help belts for a decade. Well, okay. I don't know if that's purely Align, but they did a good job. <laughs> Let's keep going. All right, <clears throat> the next one is the brand new Goblin Raw Payuma at a kit cost of $1,037. Its kit cost rank is number 12. Crash parts is 6. Overall, it's number 10. So the likely reason that the crash parts are so high or on the higher side is because of the carbon boom. Yep. Yep, the carbon boom yeah, is uh, over the table. is is a uh, she she's spendy little penny. Yeah, they're proud of that. Nah, I don't know if it's pride or effort. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> so okay, before Richie start from this point on, as far as the electrics go, we are under a thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. and and yes. and to say, I'll say it once again when we get towards the end. That when the guys are saying kit cost, we're talking about a total cost, a total cost of the kit without blades. Or without a motor and its crash cost, because the kit the kit itself's a little cheaper. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. the, when the guys are saying kit cost, they're they're talking about a total cost of a kit without blade, you know, with minusing sixty dollars for blades or one hundred fifty for the motor and the crash parts cost. So keep on going. All right. Well, so next on the list is the Saxo Strike seven point one. Total cost uh, was nine hundred and eighty six dollars and ninety eight cents for a kit cost rank. Of eleven, and a parts crash parts cost rank of fourteen, with an overall rank of eleven. Oh, that's not too bad. Interesting thing to go on this model is the we last had the seven O on the twenty nineteen list, and since then, Mm -hmm. um, Soxos listened to a lot of the complaints I heard from folks, and they've got some cool uh, some cool modifications. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, so I was I was looking through some of it. They got a cool release for the canopy, so the canopy's held in the back, so no more uh, you know canopy flying off during flight and mulching itself and crashing your heli in backwards flight. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was one thing I noticed. They raised the tail ratio, so I think they got you know it's cool to see a company like like clearly listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Next up. Uh, next, we have the uh, 
Much maligned or much loved, depending on who you are, the patron saint of RCHO's yearly crash fest, the XL Power <laughs> Sphincter 700 V2 at a very palatable 966.92, we'll call it 967, with a lower middle of the range crash call or uh, kit price of 10, a very loved RCHO sponsored helicopter kit crash parts cost mm-hmm. of 15, the lowest in the list, for an overall rank of 12. So, uh, Bottom third for sure. Uh, it's a, it's decent. It, it flies light. And uh, if you like to smash, it's it's your bird you want, probably. <laughs> uh, Mike, the lowest in the list excluded an, an, a speed controller. Yeah, that's a good point. It's yeah, the, it's, it's the, the uh, cheapest crash part cost. Yeah, um, yeah it's the cheapest one to crash. All the 700s, uh, since, since 2019, the biggest change is the, the Spectre 700 with V2, the kit cost went up. Yeah, and that's that's bet. what sh- that's what changed his price on the list or well, spot on the even, list. Yeah, yeah, because the the uh, the K- the KDS was the cheapest, but XL V1 was second, I I believe. Yeah, yeah, the KDS was the cheapest yeah. kit, but a little bit more expensive of parts, and then and the and the, and the yes. Spectre was cheaper kit or or more expensive kit, but cheaper parts. Trust me, man. I'll, I'll take uh, thirty dollars or less main grips all day long. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm not nearly as bad when the parts are cheaper. <laughs> and uh, much in the same bracket, if you're more of a uh, MSH Italian stallion kind of fanboy, <laughs> the uh, the Protus X, the standard, the Sans super expensive tail boom helicopter. Comes in at 935.92, again with the 92. XL Power is kind of weird. 936, we'll call it that. It's a kit cost rank of 13, so still really inexpensive. Um, equally low crash parts count or uh, crash cost at 13 for, not surprisingly, a rank of 13 overall in the kit costs. I was surprised to see that the Proto 700X standard is cheaper on kit and crash. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's uh, not quite as cheap as a Spectre, but the kit is cheaper than a Spectre. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you want to fly some MSH stuff, um, unlike years past, one, you can get the parts, and two, you're not going to cry when you hit the ground. The other thing is it has an optional 800 stretch available for it. Oh, yeah, that. Ask Keith about that. It, it's good. It's... Big blade parts. Yep. Um, out of the box, it swings bigger, uh, bigger blades than the the XL Power. It'll go to a 726 out of the box, whereas the XL Power is at 720. Same tail blade size. Uh, battery compartment width is a little bigger. Um, sadly, the tail ratio is 4.8. Um, sadly, though, really sadly, 4.8. I mean, that's actually pretty good still compared to um, a lot. It's splitting hairs, but yeah, it's you got to hairs. Um, it's disc radius. It's actually the same as the Spectre. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as a feel is going to go, it's going to feel roughly the same as far as disc loading numbers are going to go. It's really going to come down to how light or how heavy you build it. All right, Shaggy, bring us into the Gowie garbage era. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. So the second oldest on the list. So the Gowie X7 is a total cost of $871.42. Uh, the kit cost rank is 14, crash parts cost rank is 10, and rank overall is 14. So it's definitely on the, on the uh, lower end. And uh, 
the granddaddy of them all, the cheapest. Well, hold up for of hold up for a second. So on the Gowie, uh, the source for Gowie stuff. Now I had to go ask. It's uh, anythingheli.com. dot right. mm-hmm. So it's still anything. That's right. Yep. 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 Any, anythingheli.com is is where uh, Gowie stuff's coming from these days in the United States. That has been changed because it was Empire for the longest time, and, and and now it's been changed to Anything Heli. That was that was big since uh, 2019. So since 2019, that has been changed to Anything Heli. Yeah. All Gowie stuff. Yep. And uh, last on our electric list, the Align 700X Dominator kit, uh, helicopter kit with motor. So of course the motor has been subtracted as well as the blades in this cost. So seven hundred and ninety dollars and forty cents is the yeah. total cost. Uh, which is just that wow. Is wow. That's, uh, yeah. It is wow. Kit cost rank obviously fifteen. Crash parts cost rank is number nine, and rank overall is fifteen. So, so line is 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 they're getting you with the loss leader. Uh yeah, it's it, typical. It's, it's the uh, Xbox sales pitch. Mm. In typical, they're they're. Uh, <laughs> Something else probably worth considering is, I know we subtracted that motor price, but you know that's not what it costs the line to make that motor. No. Um, but it's still probably cheaper than the Gowie. It's basically what you'd recover if you sold it. Yeah, and that's fair. Yeah, it, it, you'd, you'd go buy it and recover when you sold it. Like, if we're talking what it's going to cost an end user, then yeah, that's, that's pretty much it there. Okay, so we got through the electric list. I wanted to talk some averages. So... The kit cost, the raw kit cost average. This is as you see it published on the websites. The raw average on these 700 electrics, $954.64. Between when we did this in 2019 and today, that is an increase of $57.21. That doesn't surprise me. Um, Minus, you know, minus blades or motor. Um, for the kit cost, it takes us from nine fifty four down to nine hundred and twelve dollars and sixty four cents. I don't have a change in cost between twenty nineteen and today, um, but that's that's the average. Crash parts, uh, crash parts cost average one hundred and ninety seven dollars and fifty four cents. That's an increase since twenty nineteen at ten dollars and twenty two cents. The total cost average of crash parts and uh, the kit cost minus blades and motor. Its average is $1,110.18, which when you stare this list down, you'll start to see that basically if you're getting a, a kit for under $1,100, you're below the average. Uh, total out the door with crash, you know, this list of crash parts and whatnot. Or if, if you know, if you're staring at the website raw, you know, and you just look at the costs as they are, if you can get a kit for under you're getting it below average. That's the below average cost in, in the in the stacking of kits. Sound like someone had a question. Next up is Nitro. Nitro, come out and play. <laughs> Shaggy, kick us off. Shaggy, take it away, man. That's right. It is my turn. Mm. Okay, so we're gonna start off here with the uh, the Glogo 690SX uh, RT 690 combo. Rototex. So we got a total cost here of $1,295. The kick cost rank is number one. The crash parts cost rank is number four. And the overall rank is number one. So, and let me add, let me add here, uh, there's six of them here. So it's crash parts rank is four. So it's on the lower end. Keep going. Hmm. Up next is the miniature aircraft Whiplash Nitro V2. 
Its total cost is $1,153.22. Couldn't quite make it to a quarter. <laughs> um, kit cost rank is fourth. Its crash parts cost rank is number one. Oof. So its rank, uh, its overall rank, is two. So that's definitely one not to crash. I hate to say this, but amongst the 700s of 3D helicopters available between electric and nitro, that Whiplash Nitro is the single most expensive helicopter to crash on. To crash? Um, and uh, where it comes in at is the side frame. The side frame oh. on the on the Whiplash, I'm, I can only guess that it has to do with they machine out a lot more material. And so it spends more time on the machine taking it out because the frame's $10 more expensive, which is, it, it puts it barely over on crash cost um, compared to others. Like it's $10 more expensive because of its frame alone than its electric brother. So keep on keeping on. What's got, what's got next? Next one is the Goblin Raw 700 Nitro at a total cost of $1,139. Gives it a kit cost, that is number three, crash parts, number five, total overall rank of number three. Yeehaw. <laughs> and then up after that's the Align 700XN Dominator Nitro Kit. Its total cost was um, $1,125.20. Um, kit cost ranked is two. Crash cart or uh, crash parts cost rank was six, putting its overall rank at four. She's the cheapest to crash. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I mean, you know, next cheapest to crash is uh, more XL good. Um, the Protoss Nitro. It's not the cheapest to crash. Yeah, not, not the cheapest to crash, but uh, it's almost, you know, next to cheapest. No, so. it's not. No, it's, it's next to most expensive. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Second wait, wait. most expensive up, to hold crash. Up, hold up. I'm looking at the wrong column. It's, you should just re- it, it, Never mind. It's the reket queen. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, don't be mad. I'm going to say this is uh, not the cheapest. This is the reket helicopter in the list. <laughs> uh, the Rotus Nitro is uh, $1,120. Uh, is a kit cost rank of five, so um, it's really, really cheap to get into. And then when you crash it, its crash parts cost rank is two, <laughs> so uh, it's gonna hurt when you crash it. <laughs> but its low cost gives it an overall rank of five for buying one. Uh, yeah. So don't crash it. Last on the list, and of course, once again, it's the oldest on the list. Is the on the nitro list is the Gowie NX7. So total cost is $1,019.93. Kit cost rank is six, so it's the cheapest. Uh, Crash part cost rank is number three, so it's right in the middle. And overall rank is six. Yep. So fun things start happening when you start comparing averages. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So the average average, um, kit cost... For the nitros, as you see it on the on the websites, is going to be nine hundred fifty three dollars and eighty cents. It's a buck cheaper than a. Uh, it's a buck cheaper than an electric. But from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty two, the kits the cost of kits has gone up eighty four dollars and sixty five cents on mm. average. Oh wow! 
Yeah. And nitro. Uh, yeah. Um, it's average minus minus blades because none of these kits come with a motor. Um, some of them do come with blades. That average cost is nine twenty three eighty, which is interesting uh, if you compare it to electric. It's roughly ten dollars more. Crash parts is where the nitro stand apart. <laughs> average crash parts cost is two hundred eighteen dollars and forty two cents among this list of six. That hmm. is. $20 more on average than an electric. That change was an increase of $18 since uh, 2019. Hmm. Um, and the total cost, which is kit cost minus $60 for blades and the crash parts cost, that total average is $1,142.22, which is roughly a $30 difference between an electric. So from that, I can take, I can, I can say, before you even buy the nitro electric, the nitro kits are going to cost you a little more money. Mm. You know, just to, just to just to put it out there, just to just to be like I'm going to do it. I'm going to fly it. And that's not including the fuel that you're going to have to buy as well. Yeah, which uh, and they're greasy. Uh, <laughs> which which love the nitro man. I, I, I love I. There is things I love about nitro, but they make it so easy to hate. <laughs> that's they do, but what. But once you get it going, it's just like yes, it's it's amazing until you run out of fuel. Yeah, then it's run out of fuel, or you start having problems with an engine. An engine starts just deciding yeah. it wants to be temperamental. Or if it's in a line, your clutch bearing's going out every five minutes. Mm, yeah. uh, plastic clutch bearing stacks holding bearings does not equal rigid holding of bearings equals munched bearings. Equals hot. Yeah. Also, let's <laughs> let's not even talk about that whole hey guys. I heard clutch liners have worked great for a hundred years, but let's just use metal on metal. <laughs> oh, that, that's actually the newest Dominator. Yeah, that Dominator has has a has a design challenge in it. I'll, I'll say challenge, and, and and most will know I'm using a, a very nice word. <laughs> yeah, my very first helicopter did not. It was nitro, and it did not come with bearings. Like no bearings anywhere. They were all bushings. And when all that stuff started spinning around in there, well, you know what happens when plastic gets hot? It melts together. And then once it stops, it just stays stuck. And the summary from that statement is, God damn, you're old, Cliff. Yeah, dude, I am old. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah Last- Nitro, uh, I enjoyed Nitro, but yeah, no, you better be mechanically inclined and have patience. Also, the- willing to die over the cost of Nitro fuel. Uh, the last person I heard talk about bushings was Bob Harris. <laughs> God rest yeah, his soul. That's a good point. Okay. This next list I'm going to read, and it was a lot of fun putting it together. This is also known as the Big Dick Energy I Have Money section. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say something like that. I was like, pull out your wallet, boys. <laughs> this is the F3C kits. I decided to put this bitch together. <laughs> bend, bend over the table. Here she comes. Um, <sighs> And uh, I will say right up front, I don't even know why. Uh, actually, there is one kit in the whole listing that comes with blades. The SAB Eureka Kraken Genesis. And God bless their souls. They decided to include every name in that model. <laughs> <laughs> Rich brought it up to me the other day, and I looked at the first page of the manual. Yep. Yeah. SAB. 
SAB, Kraken, Eureka, Genesis. What the heck? <laughs> but it's the only one wow. that comes with blades in this. All the rest of them don't come with blades. They're your choice. F3C pilots are picky about blades. Um, 787s, wow. Yeah, they're... Oh. I thought that was an airliner. <laughs> <laughs> so, the other thing, um, I list out the kits... And for everything but the Genesis and the the XL Power Wraith E, you're ordering from Japan or Germany, and the prices are different depending upon the country you order from. I got a ship. I got a shipping cost estimate for these items from RC Japan. I am afraid these aren't FedEx prices, which is what you're really going to get charged. But I think oh my I gosh. think it gives an eye into what it's gonna possibly cost to get this thing shipped to you. Damn. Dude, I Dude. did not know the first one on the list was more expensive than the second one on the list. I am blown away by that. Yeah. I did not know that. Holy crap. Not by not by a little either. And the last one on the list? Yes, yeah, sign me up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so also something special in here. I've duplicated the list a little bit to give us a, a, a comparison of replacing a fuselage on the Genesis Ooh, and yes. the Wraith E uh, if if you crash them just the same as uh, of a Quest or a Pro Drone flying in a fuse or flying with just a canopy. The pro that's good because because typically if it doesn't even have to be that hard of a crash, but you you, you can easily destroy a fuselage just by a simple blade strike. Uh, a tail fin, a tail fin, which is part of the fuse being destroyed, is is kind of like you're gonna have to go talk to somebody and get it. It could be a new fuse. Mm. Uh, it could having be. having I, I've seen I've seen boom strikes where the blade hit the top of the boom but didn't cut the boom off. That's a new kit. Yeah. Oh yeah, we saw what that. Gordy's last, last year, wasn't that? Did he have to re-kit yes. that one? Or refuse it? The fuselage. Yeah, it would. It, he he oh. he could fuse it himself, or I think he bought other fuses. Oh man. Yes. So, the top of the list is uh, the top of the list is fused. It is. It's it's a spendy penny. Um, and and I can talk about some of the things that make this thing expensive to crash. First up on this list is the Pro Drone. Um, we actually have guys here in the U.S. who fly it. I I actually really like the way it looks. Mm-hmm. It's. Dude, I I love the way Knob flies that thing, and, and just the looks of it, the color. I I, I asked him, was like, I got to know how much that is. I, I'm I'm looking into that, and he told me the price. Like, yeah, never mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was cheaper. This, but the, it's the not. Pro Drone um, does not have a no fuse option. You, you're getting a fuse. <laughs> the Pro Drone kit cost is two thousand seven hundred fifty-two dollars and thirty-three cents. And Damn. this is coming from RC Japan, and this was as of yesterday when I did the conversion rates from yen to U.S. dollars. This price, this price is very volatile, mm. <laughs> especially in our economies the way they are right now. I think you wrote down the yen price and not the not the U.S. dollar price. Oh uh, no, the yen price is six figures. Wow. <laughs> The end price is six figures. The crash parts cost for the Pro Drone is $1,637.95. That is buying a new fuse. 
you don't you 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 crack the boom on that baby and you're out of pocket about eleven hundred dollars. Also, the main frame on the Pro Drone is glued together by the manufacturer and is freaking perfect. The main frame's cost, if you were to um, kill it, four hundred thirty-four dollars and ninety-nine cents. Oh. <laughs> so. Shipping from Japan on this kit is estimated to be $279. And you're going to see that the shippings get uh, pretty universal because of how the stuff gets put together. That gives it a total cost of $4,669.28. Good lord. I'll take three. Dude, that's no electronics. <laughs> Nothing. No blades. Dude, and, and if you put HC700s in oh, there, holy dang. crap. You're, gonna look, you're looking close to a $10,000 model. Um, so the pro drone can swing 760 mains and 115 tails. It's a three blade tail. It's a three blade tail. Uh, pretty sure it's a three blade tail. And then, um, it swings 150, it can swing up to 115 tails, but I want to say they recommend smaller. It has a 494 gear ratio and its rotor head size is pretty standard amongst all the helicopters. Um, next up on the list, uh, this is probably one of the gold standards that we see at the field. It is the Quest Impaction E12S787 with a Funtech Fuse painted. This isn't a custom paint job. This is you choosing between, I think, one of the three or four colors they have available. You want a custom paint job? Shell out an extra thousand is what I hear. <laughs> but in the, uh, I'll choose your paint job and fly it, $2,009.52 for a total cost. Uh, crash parts cost one thousand and twenty-five dollars and five cents. Shipping from Japan two seventy-nine. Total cost three thousand three hundred thirteen dollars fifty-seven cents. Rankings across the board two. <laughs> Dude, that's thirteen hundred dollars cheaper. More than that, cheaper than the uh, total cost. The program. Well, <clears throat> that's crazy. And yeah. there are other fuse options for this helicopter, and we've seen right. them, and their costs vary a bit. So yeah. there's options. Um, next up in the third position is an XL Power Wraith E with the Earnest Fuse, which is the fuse that um, this helicopter is built for. Its kit cost, uh, which includes the fuse, is $1,689.90. Its crash parts cost is $978.84. Lord. Damn. It's shipping from Japan because you're going to buy the kit in the U.S., but you're getting the fuse shipped from overseas. $123. Total cost, $2,791.74. She's three is across the board <laughs> <laughs> on rankings. Next up, and this is, you know, we're going to, you'll hear me repeat this, but it's going to be slightly different. This is an SAB Eureka Genesis with an entire fuse replacement. So this is helping you compare <clears throat> the Eureka, or the Genesis, against the, all the previous models I just mentioned. Kit cost, $1,688.00. It's a buck ninety cheaper than the Wraith and a Fuse. Um, kit cost minus $60 for blades, $1,628. Crash parts cost. This includes buying all of the parts that make that look like a fused model so they call it wow that's the whole fuse carters both carters the nose and the tail um and the tail fin all of it 
So <clears throat> that's what that crash part goes if you're going to buy the whole shebang. So it's total. But that's the fuselage, though. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's priced out separately. Uh, all the above manufacturers, when you buy a fuse, you're getting a whole fuse. Um yeah, I yeah. got it. One of the benefits of the of the Genesis and its previous, you know, its its previous uh, older brother, the Yurike, is um, it's not a full fused model, but it appears as a full fused model, and so right. fused parts because are cheaper to replace. Right, yeah, because the boom, I mean, it, the boom is basically part of the fuse. I mean, it's it's a boom. It's not like an internal boom like the Quest or the yeah. Program. It's the boom is just the same as all the older crack or all the older helicopters like the Kraken or or, or the previous generation Goblins. It's you know carbon fiber right. boom. It's it's formed. It's just instead of being at an angle, it's straight and yeah. So the total the total cost on the Yurke if you're going to replace an entire fuse is going to be two thousand two hundred twenty two dollars and zero cents. Fours across the board. Um, Mid range. Next up on the list is going to be the Eurake. If you're going to treat it kind of like a pod and boom, and you're replacing just bits and pieces, kit cost still the same: one thousand six hundred eighty-eight dollars. Minus blades: one thousand six hundred twenty-eight dollars. Crash parts cost kind of like how we did it with uh, <clears throat> the above, pod and the above pod and boom model. So we're going to replace a Carter and we're going to replace a boom: three hundred and eighty-six dollars. Mm. For a total price of two thousand and fourteen dollars, um, basically the the rankings it's a five on kit cost, it's a five and a half on rank average for an overall five. Next up is a Quest Impaction E12S seven eighty seven. So the same model as before, except she's not in the fuse. It's going to have the caliber canopy. Um, so this is it's going to look as a pod and boom model. It's an F three C kind of pod and boom. Um, or as uh, Japan likes to call it, the Caliber Cabin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kit cost, $1,486.89. Um, that's this cost. It doesn't come with blades. Crash parts cost. So you now you start to get, understand how much the parts in that model are going to cost without a fuse wrapped around it. $395.93. Mm. Um, I estimated the shipping again at 123 because really you're not changing the package too much. Um, so for a total cost of $2,005.82. Kit cost rank 6. Rank average for... Um, over Rank average is 5.5. <clears throat> and the rank most to least expensive is 6. The cheapest F3C model in here. No fuse. Flying at Pawn Boom style. The XL Power Wraith E. Kit cost $899. Doesn't come with blades. Crash parts cost. She's a little expensive to crash, and it's because of two parts. $215.93. That is the landing gear. It's one piece, it's metal, it's 59 bucks. Its boom Ooh. is actually shared with the stretch kit for the Protos uh, for the Protos to scale it to eight hundred. It's the same boom. Full carbon fiber. Oh, really? Yep. So those two items is what drives the cost up on the Wraith. So two fifteen ninety three in the crash parts. <coughs> Total of one thousand one hundred fourteen dollars and ninety three cents. She sevens across the board on cost. Hmm. That um, makes sense. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna read some averages. This is a kit cost as you see it kind of public as you see it published and converted from yen to USD. Across all these models, one thousand five hundred seventy-six dollars and eighty-nine cents is the average. 
Um, minus blades, $1,556.89. Not much of a difference in average there. Crash parts cost average across all these models. $599.29. Damn. Total cost average, $2,243.68. Damn, those are big numbers. Yeah, I went ahead and did a, a, an average. If you're crashing a fuselage model other than the Genesis without shipping cost, has an average of $1,213.95. So basically... More than a re-kit on, on Pod and Boom. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, if you're going to crash the Wraith, the impaction of the Pro Drone, and you're going to replace that fuse and the possible parts we have on our list, all of them, <laughs> you're staring at a $1,200 cost. Damn. Um, dude. <laughs> you know, a couple years ago when I screwed up an auto and I tipped the model over on the pad, that's why I don't fly a fuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you saw how minor that little hit was that you know Gordy got. Gordy, yeah, I've seen I've seen hits from the guys, and it's basically a, a fuse destruction. They they put the model back in the car, and they grab the other one. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. I I will say that most guys who are competing with the Quest or the Pro Drone or the Genesis and F three C are sponsored. So they don't necessarily see these prices um, yeah, on on the electronic components that go into it. But they, uh, talking to the guys, they definitely feel the shipping costs. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That is the rankings. Good grief. <laughs> to end that, man. Woo. Um, we should have started with that. Everybody else would feel better about the other ones. I think you did a good job putting all that stuff together. You did, Monty. Yeah, good job, Monty. Uh, it was um, some part of it was fun, some part of it wasn't. I have to thank uh, Danny Melnick, Ian Joel, and no shit, he actually did something. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Ian. Uh, Jason Bell, Frank Nall. Um, they they recently helped us with with uh, numbers on updated things on models. <clears throat> um. Next up, some of the summary things I didn't uh, cover when we were talking about these models. Uh, the Whiplash. HeliDirect has a crash kit for the Whiplash. It's $250. It includes even more parts on our list. And it includes linkages, uh, carbon push rods, you know, all sorts of things that are probably a little more accurate than you get smashed. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, are a real pain in the took us to try and track down the costs of for uh, an episode. You know, trying to track down the costs for... Uh, Every linkage on a model for our, all the all 27 models on this list will drive me certainly insane. <laughs> um, you know, as we talked about earlier, cost averages have gone up. Mm, we can only expect that. Um, also, as I mentioned earlier, terror ratios have gone up. Um, <clears throat> lastly, and we got into this before, figures on rotor head radius could possibly be inaccurate. Um, for example, SAB mm-hmm. has a lot of different rotor head radius numbers between kits and parts uh, shared with other kits. Um, it just leaves me scratching my head, as in I don't think I found enough information to understand if they screwed up or if they're truthful in the end. So <laughs> I did want a, a, a interesting side note. 
the kit with the biggest the kit with the biggest rotor head radius is the Quest Impaction, 103 millimeters. She big. The kit with the smallest rotor head. Who wants to take a guess what it is? Without looking. Oh, that's going to be the uh, Tron. The raw nitro. I think it's the raw Piuma. Nitro. It's the Piuma. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, isn't it the well? We had that discussion, but isn't it the raw nitro head, or is it, or is it the five eighty head? No. I, I I can't tell you. I don't know what parts it's sharing. It's small. Let's just but, say that. But she, she, uh, so, and I, I can't run out this average because of the way I have the numbers documented, but normal numbers are somewhere between like 84 and 89 millimeters. That, that number comes up a lot. There's only one kit in here that drops below 80 millimeters. It's the Puma. <laughs> hmm. And this episode is going to go out after a bunch of people uh, buy these things, but I will be hunting for hunting for uh, the guys to get a feeling for. I think that model is not going to have the floaty disc loading uh, it, that everyone's expecting. It doesn't. Yeah. But on the flip side, it'll probably 3D really well. It, it, and the it guys does. Will, yeah. It's, yeah. It's really quick off center. It. I mean... I, I, yeah. I was just playing with it this weekend, went to do a TikTok, and it, you know, I yanked back on the stick. I'm like, oh my, this is this is really snappy, really quick. And, yep. uh, you know, I played around with it a little bit and went up and I did an auto coming down. Now, granted, I'm only running mine on 6S, so I don't, you know, mine is actually, it's under nine pounds. And mm-hmm. um, it doesn't do floaty autos, not at, not the way mine's set up. No, after after I saw that that rotorhead figure, I was like, dude, there's gonna be some guys who who were like, I don't understand it, but it is what it is, and it's gonna do 3D really well. Yeah, <laughs> it's really quick. It's fun. It's a it's a ton of fun. I love it. I I I don't know if I didn't already have two raw 700s, I don't know that I wouldn't just stick with the Piumas. I I like the way it flies. The other interesting one on rotor head radius is a Soxos. It's 92 millimeters, but sadly it has a it has a max blade length of 710. So even though it has the bigger head with the with the limitation in blade size, um, some other models will probably be able to feel floatier than it because, for example, um, Goblin Raw Nitro 700. No, no, just Goblin Raw 700, 720s, 10 more millimeters, 10 more millimeters on 84 millimeter rotor head. That's going to that's gonna take up the difference between an 84 millimeter rotor and a 92. So the Goblin Raw has a chance to feel lighter than, than a Soxos, but a Soxos has a big head. And I really hope that doesn't get made into a soundbite. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, the Glogo is another. Yeah, it goes... It's an 80 millimeter. It's it's what creates the 80 millimeter low point. The Glogo is the next low point in there. So, um, just interesting things collected from collecting data and staring at it in a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other things you guys want to say before we meander into closeout? Uh, not flying a prodrome anytime soon. <laughs> uh, no. I ain't going to touch one anytime soon. 
Um, <sighs> Damn. Dalt. Huh? Yeah. What? Yeah, uh, 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 you're gonna you're gonna fly you're gonna fly a fused model. You <laughs> you better be really serious about not screwing up autos. Oh yes, absolutely. I'm sticking with my Synergy E7 SC. <laughs> I am sticking with it. Yeah. Um, Makes me feel much better about my SE. Well, and, <laughs> and, and all that to say that the 3D helicopters, um, you know, that'd be an interesting thing to talk about. But amongst the F3C machines, not all of them are push-pull uh, controls, which is purer than, than direct, to swa- direct swash to servo. Some of these models are direct swash to servo. And so... When it comes to 3D machines, the geometry is going to be a little different, so it doesn't get you into the to close as the, uh, the the happy ranges that F3C models like for hovering mm-hmm. and whatnot. But, dude, uh, you working your way up, sportsman, advanced, expert, F3C, don't let it stop you. Get your 3D model out, give us some modes, go fly. Just mm-hmm. because just because the F3C class has got, you know, <laughs> a $2,700 kit out there before you talk about the two thousand dollars of electronics possibly in it, or or, or three thousand dollars of electronics, I and mean, you're staring at what's basically the cost of a turbine model out there, mm. a five thousand dollar model flying. Yeah. yeah, which I do believe we are the only podcast where all the people have their turbine waivers. <laughs> wait cliff you have it oh that's right helicopter no. turbine well there's only two of us that well wait a minute there's only one of us that has turbine heli and fixed wing i assume we'll get a fixed wing i'll believe it when i see it yeah yes, really. i will too <laughs> i just gotta fly you know what we gotta do uh DePaulo, is we just gotta get him on his motorcycle and then like just just bring him out to the field like okay it's time to do your waiver <laughs> steal his key. I'll steal his key and drive away. You go make him do his waiver. I'm going to take his whole goddamn wheel off. I'll do it. <laughs> I always got to Oh, then you'll force me to do wheel. It's all I'll the way take, home. I'll take pictures. A KLR man. KLR man in his in his zone putting his wheel back on in the in the in the mud. <laughs> um Okay, close out. Close the sucker out. Close it out. Uh, check out the other great heli podcasts, Freefall RC podcast, the Helihead show, Skids Up RC Heli podcast, the Houdini RC Heli podcast. Search for the newest podcast, Maximum Collective podcast, and then on rerun, BKRC podcast, Inverted Down Under RC Heli podcast, RC Heli Hooligans, Full Pitch RC podcast, and the OG's RC Heli Nation version 2.0. Please comment on iTunes or Podbean. Help others find the show. If you have any questions, feel free to email us. Upcoming events we are attending. I'm Spring going flag. to number two. Spring fling. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Um, I'll say it officially first here to the mass public. Mid-Atlantic Kelly Championships. I'm not going to sanction it this year, so it's effectively canceled. What? Um, Alfidozane. Come on, man! It's it's, uh, it's trying to get everybody into one place to make it financially viable is is work. I understand that. That totally, I totally. I get go it. too far south, I lose pilots. Yep. I stay too far north, I lose pilots. 
Well, let's just make it a day where we we well, you have to advertise it a week in advance for Rich, so he can he'll have time to get here. But we'll go out to the field somewhere. And, Takes me and a week to get mis- there, jerk. Oh, funno. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so we'll just go. We'll just a go week to in Anna advance. According we'll, to you guys, it's gonna take me a week to get there. So we gotta yeah, tell so him a week, a week in, in advance, advance of the advance. He starts the week of travel. <laughs> Oh great! But we all just need to go to Fluvanna and just just have a day where we just practice. I'm I if if you guys um, desperately want me, if you guys desperately want me to yell at you in a field, find me at a fun fly, and I will I will I will uh, give you the TLC that you're looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Just just make sure you you bring yeah make sure you bring a towel. To cover up your tears. Nah, I don't make guys cry. Yes, you Close. do. <sighs> Only these guys because they know me. We don't show it, but we cry. cry on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm actually going to go look at our 2022 heli calendar to see what else is sanctioned. The next th- next thing I have on the list is June 24 through 26, Dragonfly, Riverside Aero Modelers. It's sanctioned. Yeah. Dates are confirmed. And then when is when is Ohio? I don't have Ohio on the list. I think it's July. I think the end of July, July? I think. You going to travel to it? Is anyone in this show going to it? I'm I am I'm planning to. It. Yeah, I'm considering. It's actually not that bad. It's only 6 hours. Yeah, it's 8 for me. Who's, um, running, who's running the event? I don't know. I'm blaming Gucci. Gucci in that crowd. Yeah, Gucci. At least Blame Gucci. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds I'm going to give right. those guys some support if I can get up there. Because it seems like there's you know less of The events. only support they need is a man bra. <laughs> oh, he said he was going to buy me all the beer I could drink if I made it up there. You realize he's going to make you chug it through your butt and drown you. I can't drown <laughs> through my butt. Come on. <laughs> you might drown. Never mind. Oh God. Hmm, that's a problem. And of course, there's heli extravaganza too. Yes, that's. Uh, I've forgotten those dates too. AMA's, AMA's website is is not working very well. I was trying to get their calendar going. But they, they need to get their freaking official sportsman stuff posted. Yeah. It'll probably come up tomorrow night. The if if you're interested in what the sportsman stuff is, give me a shout personally. I'll bring you into the group where um, yeah. oh I can't remember his name. Awesome Brian. gentleman, Brian. Yeah, Brian. Brian made a uh, drawing of the maneuvers. Um, it's slightly different than what you'd usually see in the <clears throat> AMA rulebook. But it's but it, it'll, get quite you, it'll get you there. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's quite clear. It's actually closer to what you see on the F3C site uh, outside of the rule book that they give us to understand what's going on. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate him doing that. Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing. Um, but I'll bring you in there, and we have a link in there. Um, you can look at the maneuvers. Um, that or just show up to a contest. Every Every person... <clears throat> every person... At a contest, will help you learn maneuvers. <laughs> yeah, the problem is the next contest is Nats. Mm-hmm. True. True. Which is a fun place you can go there and learn too. Yes, you, you can, can. Yeah, you can. 
So I'm still looking for this Ohio event, and my brain, my brain hurts. Oh, we found it. Uh... I actually finally got this thing working. Let's see if it goes to the next page properly. No, it fails going to page two. That is upsetting. So, July fourteenth to the seventeenth. There you go. Oh, Dave Koresh has the has the sanction. Yeah. Okay. They will have primitive camping, night flying, and what's that say? Toy out. What does that say? 110 volt outlets. That's what it is. <laughs> I can't fucking see it. It is North Jackson, Ohio. 9551 Gibson Road. See the 2022 Heli Calendar spreadsheet in Google Drive. Scroll down your favorite podcast app and click the link for more details. Remember, we are in Discord if you'd like to chat with us or other Heli buddies in real time. Search Telerotor or find the invite on our Facebook page. Thank you to all listeners. Look forward to seeing you all in the field. Toodles. All right, guys. Take it easy. Have a good one. Safe one. Go crash a pro See drum. you later. <laughs> oh, gosh. Never mind. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. See you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode, as we enjoyed taking the time to make them. If you have any questions regarding the show, such as future topics, events, or anything else, you can send us an email at telerotor at gmail.com or on Facebook, search Telerotor. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the field. Welcome to the bloopers for this episode. We recommend you listen to them in private as the audio is loud and the subject matter a bit sophomoric. Enjoy. No, I think he's finally figured out what what, what, what gender he wants. Oh, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's uh, No, I'm going to have to edit that out. Yeah, that, that's a whole okay, pot okay, and kettle kind of thing we there, I think. Pot. Oh, really? The what? That's the whole pot and kettle. Pot and kettle. The pot oh. calling the kettle black. <laughs> that's racist. It's not. That's also. That's also. Oh Jesus Christ! Well, it wasn't, but it is now. Two point three yeah. seconds, and we're already off the rails. All right, off the rails. He just killed the whole intro. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the bad thing is, it can't be used in the bloopers either. Mm. I, I don't think so. The next one is the Goblin Kraken Seven Hundred S. At a cost of $1,341. Its kit cost is number three. Parts cost number seven. And it's got an overall rank of number four. Hold hey, Cliff, redo that. Hey, you need to reread read that column, buddy. Did I skip yeah, it? Redo that parts, crash, no, yeah. you read, you crash, parts. I read the wrong. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, let me try that all Here, over take again. Take a piece of paper. Take Hey, take a piece of paper. Go over your screen and just, <laughs> just get that one line. I just have to you remember. You need to read that line. <laughs> I are yes. reading the white line. Okay, here we go. That's why we should. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Just, just start over. And now, um, next up on the list is Miniature Aircraft Whiplash 730E. Its total cost 
is um, $1,092.23. That puts its total cost rank at five, or its kit cost rank at five, I'm sorry. Cross, oh I feel like I'm on Monty's medicine. You're reading Which, the wrong line You're reading now. the wrong line, brother. You need to start over. Shit. Do, 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 do. Sorry, Shaggy. Get a piece of paper and hold it down. And <laughs> No, nah, I just highlighted the right line. All right. Hang on. All right. Ready? Um, next on the list is miniatures air, miniature aircraft. Damn, I'm starting over Dude, again. come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, right, speak really nice slowly. Real slowly. Hey, Rich, Rich. Liberty, right. liberty, liberty. <laughs> okay. Things I've done since last time. I helped Shaggy make questionable financial decisions. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, you need to say that in the voice of, um, oh, shit, what's his name? Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, I was thinking of uh, Quagmire. <laughs> Giggity. Oh, that works <laughs> Do I know how to do Jeremy Clarkson? I don't think I can do Jeremy I Clarkson. I don't think I can summon a Clarkson. No, no I don't think so either. More power! <laughs> I, I, just, I just know that they were questionable decisions, and uh, it's now... You know, well, we did actually... Of- well, we did put it into his, uh, his basement. I managed to do that and then got it stuck <laughs> it in the because I realized that um, the KLR does not rotate like the T7 does. Oh, oh on the kickstand. It's front heavy. Yeah, but did you yeah. did you ride it up or down the stairs like a Terminator from Terminator 2? Oh, I really okay. wanted to, but it's still too new for that. Mm, okay. yeah, and also the handlebars will not fit. Mm. There wide. was that problem. There's, it wouldn't fit to the door. More power. She, she a wide bitch. <laughs> More it's a little power. heavy, too. He's, he's a big orange wide boy. <laughs> well, I, I, I was happy to hear that uh, Casey talked Shaggy into a good financial decision. Oh, really? Yeah. A helmet? No, no. Uh, going to get his test done. Getting his written done for uh, yeah. his, his oh. private pilot's yeah. license. Yeah, knock, knock, knock that shit out while it's still fresh in your mind. Yeah, well, you know, now that he doesn't have any family. money to pay for anything anymore. Oh, well, that part's not that expensive. <laughs> it's already been paid for. Yeah. The flying part's the expensive part. You know, that's yep. really... The, the written test is just them explaining how they're going to bend you well, over a bench, okay. and then the flying part is when they actually do it. <laughs> actually, <laughs> yeah, yes, you're right. The FAA test is $150, but the course that Casey and I are going to is $430. Oh, it was like some kind of like weekend thing. We, yes, like it's like MSF for airplanes. We're going to Pennsylvania to do this. Yeah, when Sh- when Shaggy when Shaggy gets back, we'll have to have him in an audio recording of of how his trip was with Casey. <laughs> oh Lord, I'm staying in a hotel with him. I just realized that. <laughs> oh God, Brar. he's not that bad. We've just been <laughs> no, in some interesting good. situations in Atlanta, <laughs> going to Bodo's Fun Flies, or no, uh, uh. Oh, what's his name? Georgia. Georgia. It was uh, Clint. Clint, yeah. Clint Stone. Mr. Clint, yeah. Yeah, let's get an order. Like, who's first, second, third? I'll do first because that's peak, and I'm the only one that's flying those anymore. (laughs) Okay. So you'll you'll do the two Diablos. Yeah, you're the only one flying Mikado now. Why don't you go second? Uh, Mikado logo. Make sure you get that right. Well, it says Mikado USA here. Did Monty screw that up too? God, I'll rage quit. <laughs> Damn, that silence is a long time, Sh- man. Shut up, Rich. Shut up, Rich. I swear to God, I'll rage quit. <laughs> Again. And it's all good, buddy. It's all then, good. I'm just then, teasing. Then Mike can do XL. All right. How are we going to do this? 
Well, um, I'd say in column J, write your name down next to the models you're going to do. And I can c c clean that up later. So this is back under... What, Ranking 2022. 20, yeah. Don't play in figures. Oh. Stay out of figures. J, uh, J, J, J. There is a J somewhere. I should. Ranking 2022. So... Yep. Well, shit. Then the rest of them go away and I can't see them. You guys want me to do miniature? I don't care. I'll do Tron because it's, it's close to synergy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so not sad. wrong. <laughs> They're going to have a new Tron model at the field. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, we're going to get to see the Tron oh. 5.8 at uh, Sprinkling. Yay! 